Welcome to episode number 278 of Numb Bills Fan. The Buffalo Bills are going in to face the New York Giants at their own stadium. Apparently, it's called Highmark Stadium. And the new stadium is coming soon. They're not talking about PSLs, which are you pay a lot of money just to have rights to your seats, even though we lived in the most taxed state and we don't get any bang for our buck. But somehow we have money to build a new stadium in Buffalo with our tax dollars. But the mainstream media won't talk about it, but I will. So I'm your host today, David J. Palermo, as always, except for a couple episodes. And uh, the Giants are going into the Bills. They look like absolute dog shit. Their starting quarterback, Daniel Jones, is injured or some nonsense. We got our guy, Tyrod Taylor, coming in to start. I watched him play when he went in the game last week for Daniel Jones. And typical Tyrod, not bad decisions. He's not going to give the ball up. And with the Bills' defense right now, you kind of wonder, can he do something? That said, I just want to know, can the Bills be themselves? So, for example, when I'm listening to the radio, why am I hearing all about play-action percentages? Why am I hearing about this crap? And then we watched a game, and there's no more great play-action that worked. So, how do you go myself... It's been a long week here, okay? I go from the last podcast going, the Bills look like a Super Bowl team. And now I feel dumb as fuck saying that, okay? I feel dumb as rocks. And frankly, the Bills offense can't get out of their way. Sean McDermott, this guy, the last two years, he has come into me as such a great coach, and every year I become more of a fan. The first few years, I'm like, I hate that you're talking this much shit about the previous staff, the previous people in there, how bad it was. Now, he wasn't always saying that, or barely ever, okay? But that's what the media ran. Yeah, Rex Ryan is the dumbest guy. Well, why is he dumb? Because of XXXXXYZ. And I go down it and come to find out this guy makes mistakes too in the penalty department in the why don't we have enough guys on the field or too many guys on the field all the stuff that you rip Rex about what do I like about McDermott how many starters are out Matt Milano and Daquan Jones you could argue and Trey White I guess you could argue Daquan Jones the best defensive tackle play we've seen in a long time and Ed Oliver is popping now Ed Oliver's having a career year. A.J. Apinesa having a career year, okay, with Rousseau out. Von Miller went in for a snap count. He said that London turf was pretty much a parking lot, to paraphrase, okay? The worst field he's ever played on. And we're going to pretend like the NFL gives a shit. No, the NFL doesn't give a shit. They own Home Depot, these team owners, the Falcons, the Blanks, okay? The, uh, everybody who owns these fucking teams has big companies, and they treat people like shit. Shouldn't say everybody, but most, okay? So you got the owner of Walmart. You got the owner of Home Depot. And we're wondering why players aren't treated like players. How about you look at how they treat the fucking people in their business? They make money by putting small business out of business. Walmart, Home Depot. 
You're going to act like they care about your fucking feelings as a player? Get on the field or don't, bitch. That's it. I care. Now, one thing I'm sick of hearing is excuses from Josh Allen. I'm going to be real. The guy has paid too much fucking money right now to be, oh, man, you know how it is when you have a business trip. Dude, I was just caffeinated the whole time, you know, just coming down. I understand you're in your 20s, but when I was in my 20s, I had a full-time job running my own little shitty drywall business and trying to hire my fucking friends, allegedly, okay? Was it stressful? Sure. But you're paid millions of dollars. You have a couple hours a day, if that, of what? Practice? What do you, do you even call it a fucking practice? I feel like golf is harder for a quarterback than football practice, okay, at this point. So, the science on the time, I'm wondering if these players are going to be up for it after this whole London fucking debacle. Now, they have to recover, and we're talking, oh, you don't, you have a week before you can recover from jet lag, some people, I don't know. I just drove 18 hours and two minutes from Tampa straight. After waking up at 7.45, we're going to shadow Tampa Dave, who's been on the podcast many times with his work. I'm trying to find some new work, okay, remote work. We go work out. He drags me into some shit. My legs are blown out, of course. I'm not going to be able to walk for two days, so I fucking drove home. And I left at 3.40, 3.50, arrived 18 hours later straight. No fucking jet lag, no nonsense, okay? I understand their kids are younger than me. They, they don't have the mentality of toughness even though they're getting the money, okay? But what the Bills have a problem is, is offensively identifying what they're strong at. And we watch the Bills run play action. These linebackers are just frozen. And now you have Stefan Diggs open. Somebody open. This could be a huge game for Kincaid. I am not confident. Um, apparently, their, their slot corner is not good. He is just not good. He gives up a, a, a lot of uh, yardage. Okay? So... His name is Adore Jackson, who has split time outside in the slot. And uh, 20 completions, 280 yards, and is the lowest graded pass defender on pro football focus. So the other cornerbacks, Deontay Banks and Trey Hawkins, haven't been much better. So the way I look at it is you also have, um, you have some time where the Bills' defense – might have some guys coming back and I feel like the Bills should be able to really make some moves man like so you got Deontay Banks who's a first year defensive back out of Maryland going up against Stephon Diggs and he did not do the worst he's six foot two 201 pounds pick number 24 the Giants made the playoffs we know Dable from here Joe Shane they had the Bills former linebackers coach offensive line coaches over here they have now um, not the same one, but so I'm looking at this game. What can the Bills take advantage of? Okay. So you got Tyrod Taylor starting. I don't know what to think there because we saw Zach Wilson beat the Bills. I'm sorry. We saw Trevor Lawrence who's having a good year. Apparently that was his best game. Of course. Right. Let's flip the pages. So when the Bills are not blitzed. 
Allen goes 73.2%. Uh, completion percentage, 986 yards, eight touchdowns, five picks. Three of them are arm pumps if you're one of those fucking idiots. Okay? 101.2 passer rating. When he is blitzed, which is 30.1% of the dropbacks, he's completed 73.1%. 421 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions with a 115-yard passer rating. So, that's pretty nuts, right? So, Wink Martindale, who is in his 19th season as the D coordinator for the Ravens, is known to blitz a lot. But against the Bills, when he was a defensive coordinator of the Ravens in the playoffs, he only blitzed 22% of the time. So... That was 2020, 22.5%. Sorry here. And with Allen, we know he can do it all. Not worried about it. What I'm wondering is, can the coaches... Obviously, the players need to execute. No ifs, ands, or buts. Okay, let's go there. Because I don't want to make this seem like the coaches suck. The coaches suck. No. Stefan Diggs had a message earlier in the season, in offseason, like, we need to fix some shit. Okay? And when I see Josh Allen talking about, man, I'm still tired, or dude, this flight, like, this is some stupid shit. I, I understand it for 24 on your rookie contract. You're a fucking man, dude. Start a business, run it, get the fucking work. That's you. You got to lead this team, dude. That's not going to affect us. I'm so overhearing this shit. So. <sighs> I don't think that the Giants' defense is really good at all. The Bills on paper, and I'm talking aggressively because I'm just worried about being disappointed when I'm watching this game today in the rain. We're going to meet up with Eric. I have my phone as Eric Bills Metal. He's from Portland, does metal shit. And awesome dude. He'll be at the Rock Pile Report tailgate. And excited to go down there. Check it out. I haven't been to a Bills game yet this year. Was the season ticket holder for nine years. The state said I can't get in unless I get my vax. I said, no, fuck you. And uh, clearly it's not on the team. It's a state mandate. They have to play ball. But I was mad at the team about it because they kept leaning into it and promoting all this nonsense that we know years later has been a lie. But people don't want to talk about that. And uh, now they're all geopolitical fucking experts as if they're given the full story on politics. So that's where we're at. That's why I don't podcast as much. It's hard to fucking blue pill and talk about some nonsense. Think that they're going to use the players some way. They fucking don't. They can't even. If these coaches sometimes just listen to the radio and found the dumbass stats and then you look into them and you go, wow, that is crazy. How good on play action, how big a chunk yards the Bills are. So when it comes to this game, James Cook running to the outside should be a good option. Okay. Because. Uh, you know, the the interior of the defensive line for the Giants is actually probably their strongest point. You have Dexter, Lawrence, and Leonard Williams. They have 29 team pressures, both defensive tackles, and Cook can't run between the guards anyways. So why bother? Okay? Um, I, I want to see less runs out of shotgun. Unfortunately, Josh Allen, this is to you, buddy, Ken Dorsey shot you under the bus. He said that you work better out of shotgun. You like shotgun. That's cute. 
You're fucking five, six years in the league at this point now. Quarter billion dollar contract on paper. Learn to play football. Over it. Do what's best. You're too good to, I like this, I like that. The coaches know what you're good at. The coaches need to instill a game plan, and this team doesn't run through fucking Josh Allen. You're a fucking coach. Make the game plan work to his strengths. That said, Josh Allen, if he's getting a lot of pressure on the inside, he's money on the run throwing. That's where I want to see him. I don't like seeing him with open sideline and not running for that first down. The coaches are in his head there, which is right, but... How about you just don't design runs for the guy? The whole thing of a mobile quarterback is he's the whole thing. You can do anything. So you do a pass play, and next thing you know, he's just off. And then you do a design run play for a quarterback, and everybody knows. Like, it's so fucking stupid. So... I know these are very basic generalities on this boring-ass podcast thing here, but, man, I'll tell you, not worried about the game, at least on paper, but as far as what the team does, I don't know. I just don't know. I'm so confused right now. Last week, I'm like, it's week five. It's so early. Now it's week six. The Pittsburgh Steelers have the same record as the Buffalo Bills, dude. The same record. I am so fucking irritated with this shit. Anyways. Can't wait to be wet at the game. So, Matt Milano's out. Daquan Jones is out. Dane Jackson and Elam, you know, they were out there 315 yards. Dane Jackson and Benford will be starting today. That's what I expect. Kyer Elam, man, he's got some work to do. I understand he's not in the right system. The Bills just signed Josh Norman. I love the Josh Norman signing. Uh, I am one of the people during the seasons to bash when they sign this kind of guy when he is playing regularly, but I'll never forget Richie Incognito taking a year and a half off of football due to, you know, being a meanie and being a scumbag, allegedly. So, it's at least what the media told me. I'm a fan of Richie but I'm looking at it like the Bills just got to play their game the new guard Torrance had his worst the right guard he had his worst game of the season against the Jaguars okay hey he's allowed to have one he's a turnkey starter I'm gonna give him that Josh Norman signing I think kind of solidifies the the cornerback room guys this is what coach needs and I understand if you want to coach just hire another coach I think Josh Norman is active today. There's no reason he wouldn't be. Oh, he just got in here. Okay. So, I don't think he's going to be bad. Tyrod Taylor against this team. I don't know what's going to happen. I think he's better than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones might have got paid a good amount of money, but what do you do? The team made the playoffs. Well, the Bills did the opposite. They said, Tyrod, bye. You know? So, let's talk about, one guy I want to talk about is AJ Epinesa before we get out of here. Um, Thank you for listening. Subscribe everywhere. I have a lot of fun making this stuff between Instagram, TikTok. 
sometimes it gets automatically posted to Facebook. I personally do not like Facebook. That's just me. It's not good for the brand. But for real, fuck that. Um, I like the Instagrams. Post all sorts of content. TikTok, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm new at it. I just don't want to get sucked in, frankly. I have enough problems with Instagram. Yeah, I should unfollow a bunch of women. You're right. Okay. So, London thoughts are done. Um, I want to talk about AJ Epinesa. He had his best game. This kid is coming out. Okay. Again, I love Leslie Frazier. I can't complain. I'm an OG Frazier fan. OG, OG. My father's a Vikings fan. You know, so I had to hear about the Bears. And Leslie is just a Hall of Famer, man. From a player to coach, he should be a head coach. He's got that demeanor. He's just calm. Tony Dungy-esque, right? As they would say. So, and if you don't know Tony Dungy, he's really calm. Really, really calm. Really cool, calm. For your young fans out there. A.J. Vanessa had two sacks, a forced fumble and recovery, and three pass blocks. I don't know how many pass blocks he has for the year. Could I type it in? Sure. Is it funny? No, it's not. If you want to listen to, A.J. Vanessa has X amount of snaps within X amount of what? That's cool. I'm not prepared. Okay? I'm just not prepared. But I want to see these second-round draft picks come to fruition and it's taken what four years or is this year three for him finally coming why because everybody's fucking injured Shaq Lawson's even injured and that dude's a dog I hope he's back this week I don't know what's up but AJ Epinesa is totally totally in the right spot man like I love his game right now and to see him come to fruition playing solid it takes time there's limited snaps in the nfl could you imagine you play college you play high school all the time and then you get to the nfl and you got to do these pretend reps how do you even get (laughs) you know what i mean how do you even get into it like i don't a lot of credit if you're not a starter you know i i understand next man up but dude I don't know. So as far as injuries are concerned, I'm wondering about Dawson Knox with his wrist. Dalton Kincaid had a concussion. Greg Rousseau with a foot. And uh, Dane Jackson was practicing after missing Wednesday and Thursday. So this should be – the Bills are favored by 14. And I'm I just not sure if I buy it. Because that's the biggest gap that I almost, I'm not a betting man, but I almost want to bet that, oh shit, the, the, the spread actually went up. So, let's see here, because they have to make it really hard. So, the Buffalo team, the Bills, are favored by 15. The over-under is 44 points. Okay. And, um, so, man, James Cook, if he has a game, that's cool. I think this could be the Dalton Kincaid game. 
I'm just not really confident in the defensive backs of uh, the Giants. Find your mismatches. Get Stephon Diggs, my 100-something yards for my fantasy team. Thank you. And uh, what's really odd, though, is a lot of reports of saying the Giants can cover the spread, and, and I just don't believe it. But they say uh, the duel of Jason Pinnock and Xavier McKinney are strong at safety. And uh, he's got three tackles for loss and interception, uh, McKinney. So that's pretty, pretty cool. I'm sorry, Pinnock does. And uh, McKinney has 29 tackles and four pass breakups. I don't know. I think the Bills should be running routes all over this team. Make them have to throw the ball, frankly. If Saquon Barkley's back, I don't know if that matters. You know, a lot of the O-line has been injured for um, the Giants. And, and it's down to a point where... Um, if the Bills you know this is a must win game for me with the Bills okay the Giants have so many former Bills and if you remember Hodgins the wide receiver you have Breida the running back okay you have Nick McLeod the defensive back you have Sweeney the tight end Bash on the defensive end alright look you got a lot of these guys on the Giants making money and Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, but they don't have they don't have really any sacks, okay? So Leonard Williams has a half a sack. But those two guys are their strongest on their you know, on their team as far as defensive players it seems, right? They're paid a lot. I feel like this is a get-right game for the Bills. I I don't want to hear about the London Fog anymore. I am so sick of it. I, The thing I don't like about this Bills team sometimes is when the media hits. Holy shit. It's like the Bills are only allowed those excuses. And I know that the turf sucks. I'm all about this. I think it's stupid. It's unfair. These guys are all fucking injured now. And it's not like an ACL or your knee getting blown apart. It's, it's just so subhuman to, to, to hear people talk and go hey can you believe X can you believe and I'm just like sure <laughs> as if the team didn't know that the service is really hard for the players and now they all got to play in the parking lot okay I don't know what to think either but when I see the Bills defense all injured and Coach McDermott somehow keeping the team together, somehow keeping them ready to play, in his defense that he's calling the plays, allegedly, is in top notch. After all the injuries, they're still in the game, and somehow the game ends within five points where the spread was four and a half. Somehow the game ends at the over under ish area really peculiar okay just funny how that works out i can't blame the turf for that but the thing is with the bills they cannot play from behind the bills are the happiest fucking team in the world when they're up 10 nothing 
It's party on the sidelines. We're all smiling. You're down 10 nothing. They're like holding on for fucking dear life. They are white knuckle. White knuckles driving that race car. They are stiff. They're nervous. Stefan Diggs again smashing tablets. I don't care. I want that on my team. I'm I'm not that guy when I play hockey necessarily, but I definitely have the mouth and the third period legs to keep the pressure on. So I, I guess I'm sort of. Um, I try not to get penalties. I'm small, but I get them. Uh, I, I like to play bigger than I am. How's that? I like to get in the way. I tend to get elbowed in the head a lot because um, I'm short-er. <laughs> so... Man, I, I love Diggs. I, I love what he brings to the table. And, and I think the team offensively needs to pick up on him. Again, if the coaches can get out of their way, they're, they're going to be fine. This is my Numb Bill Sam podcast, episode number 278. Thanks for listening to me ramble. I hope the London fog is over with. Sick of hearing about this shit. Sick of these excuses. And uh, it's also P.S. a shame that... The Bills draft Kincaid, and then everybody and their mother writes articles about how he's going to be used, like this is some grandmaster plan from Ken Dorsey and all this stuff, and it's fucking not. Guess what? It kept you guys writing. It kept you fans listening, and now you call up radio stations and go, what's up with Kincaid? All we heard about, oh, yeah, all this made-up shit, and the team leans into it because the Bills, if they would have picked a different player— what if it was offensive? Wow, that was just lockstep. They're clearly not lockstep with Ken Dorsey. Clearly, a lockstep with what Josh Allen needs. Bullshit. So lay out the Kincaid thing. He is not getting receptions unless he's in the game script. He has one reception in the fourth quarter. Okay, one. And in the game script, you can tell it's game script. The play is designed to get him a reception. It makes a GM look good, and then he has a few breakout plays, and we think he has it, just like we did with Dawson Knox. And I still think Dawson Knox is all right. But when I look at his contract versus bringing in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins for a year, I'm sure I'd take D-Hop straight up. I'm sure I'd take D-Hop over at Oliver, too. Throwing that out there, I know he's... Not that good right now. D-Hop, he's under shooting. I don't know. He's experienced. He needs a quarterback with an arm. It's unfair to say, oh, Kincaid can be Cole Beasley. Yeah, Cole Beasley, one of the best at finding space in the league in the last five years. Get fucked. That's, that's a slap. Which, by the way, Cole Beasley, I believe, is going to be active today against the Bills. So this has been Numb Bills Fan Podcast 278. I'm your host, David Palermo. Follow us everywhere. Love you more. Thank you for listening. Appreciate all y'all, all y'all, all your time. Thank you for everything, truly, from the bottom of my heart. Appreciate you subscribing and telling your friends and family and there. Toodles. Oh, P.S. Uh, Tim Avery should have an article. I doubt it before this game, but after this game. See it.